2: My name is Al Gordon, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. On today's show, I've got a very, very special topic. What I'm going to talk about are Dell Walmsley's top recommendations for 2020. That's right. I'm going to give you some insider information. Now, for those of you that don't know, Del Walmsley is the founder and CEO of Lifestyles Unlimited. He founded our organization uh, almost 30 years ago in Houston, Texas, and the organization has been growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, Not only are we uh, in three cities in... Texas as far as physical locations. We've just opened up our first location outside of Texas in Phoenix. And I think there's some ideas out there to maybe open up some more. You see, there's so many people that are interested in what Del Walmsley has to say that they're they're coming to Lifestyles Unlimited and becoming members. Now, what some of you are out there are thinking, What what did he just say? What was that? Did they're so interested in Del Walmsley? They come here to be members? Yeah. It's true. dell has been on the radio for a long time, and he has been sending a, a message out, a message of consistency, a message that says you can get retired in five years or less, you can use passive income to offset your ordinary income, and you can get it done. I mean, it's that simple. You can get it done. We can get you to that point of retirement in five years or less. Now, some of you are thinking, well, five years is a long time. Well, I would tell you, five years is a long time if you've been doing whatever you've been doing to try and get retired and you haven't achieved it yet. So my recommendation is you reset the clock, you start a brand new five-year clock, um, and and let's get you moving forward towards retirement. Now. At the expo. Now, the expo is our our giant annual event. We just had it this last weekend in, in Houston. I'll tell you what, I am still trying to recover from it. Not, not that I went to all the bars and drank myself crazy. I, I did go to the bars, but I didn't drink myself crazy. It was just an exhausting experience. It was an experience that, I'll tell you what, resonated deeply within me. I got to talk to a lot of people that uh, I was interested in talking to. I, I got to talk to tax planners. I got to talk to mortgage brokers. I got to talk to hard money lenders. I got to talk to remodelers. I got to talk to all kinds of folks that are there specifically to assist me with my real estate business. I mean, I made some great contacts, and, and I'll tell you what, in future shows, I'm going to bring some of those contacts on and give you the opportunity to listen to some of the expertise that, that I had the opportunity to listen to. But this show isn't about me, and it isn't about my expertise. It is about Dell Walmsley, and it is about the top. 10 recommendations he made for 2020 at the expo. And, you know, he was sitting in, well, he was sitting, he was standing, I was sitting, he was standing in front of a, a packed audience. If you've ever been to the George R. Brown convention center, they have an auditorium in there. It's like this, this three sided auditorium. And I don't know that there were very many seats available for anyone. As a matter of fact, there were a lot of people standing, listening to what Dell had to say. And his message resonated deeply with our membership. His message basically gave us some some things that we need to consider going into 2020. Now, did he make great economic predictions? Uh, not really, because what he said was we have a gentleman by the name of Doctor Doutsauer that, that comes into our organization who is a national economist. He's a Texas A and M economist, and he usually gets it right. As a matter of fact, I haven't seen him get it wrong yet. Not to say that all economists get it right all the time, but this guy seems to know what he's doing. So we bring him in. Uh, he gives a, a kind of a, a state of the economy address to our membership. It's a it's a great experience. Uh, you learn a lot about that. And then Dell Terry picks a couple little things like that from that, that particular talk and he plugs them into his recommendations for 2020. Now, you're probably wondering, okay Al, get to the nitty gritty. What are these 10 recommendations he makes for 2020? Well, I think the most compelling one, the first one that he makes is continue to consider national markets that are on the rise. That's right. There are a lot of national markets out there that are doing well, different cities, different locations. Now, I could sit here and I could tell you, go here, go there, go everywhere. But then again, you would just be following my recommendations, which to be honest with you, I haven't haven't done the research, so you don't really want to follow my recommendations. What you want to do is you want to follow your education. You want to do your research yourself. Do not rely on other people for information. It, it is okay to get information from them, but my, my recommendation is this. Trust, but verify. Make sure that the information that you're getting is legitimate. And What you want to do if you're considering Investing outside of your your area is is take a look at the different markets that are out there now, there is a national real estate cycle okay and it is doing pretty darn well right now and then you 've got regional cycles you 've got local cycles and then you 've got little micro cycles that that occur within the uh, the housing markets within real estate now. What are all those things? Well, they're just ways to, to concentrate and address what is happening within real estate cycles, whether they're you know kind of in the, the growth phase or they're in the maturity phase or they're in the decline phase, or they're in the rehabilitation phase, going back to the growth phase. you know real estate. Acts how real estate acts in different parts of the country. You know what's what's happening right now in Kansas City is not necessarily what's happening in Richmond, Virginia. What's happening right now in Riverside, California isn't exactly what's happening in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So you've got to do your homework. You've got to understand the national markets that are out there. But Dell's point is this: those national markets are incredible. And and really what I'm talking about is I'm really talking to those of you out there that are the multifamily investors, those of you that are the passive investors. A lot of you think, "Hey man, I got to put my money into Texas." Well, Texas has got some really great deals. But I'll tell you, there's some great deals out there in Atlanta. There's some great deals out there in Arizona. There's some great deals up in Oklahoma. There's great deals over in Detroit, Michigan. Well, outside of Detroit, Michigan, basically. But I'll tell you what, there's real estate happening everywhere. And when we come back from the break, I'm going to give you the rest of Dell's top ten recommendations for 2020.
3: What would two dollars to $500 extra income a month do for you? It's one of the five ways investment real estate earns money. And at Lifestyles Unlimited, we will show you how. Lifestyles Unlimited has been teaching people how to invest in real estate for 29 years. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you the five ways to make money with real estate investing. The first way is cash flow. Cash flow is the reason we seek passive income producing assets. When you have cash flow, you have income. You buy a piece of real estate where the rental income is greater than the monthly income by a decent margin. Lifestyles Unlimited will teach you about proper cash flow and other ways that real estate makes you money. To learn how to attend a free Lifestyles Unlimited workshop, call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com dot com and learn the map to financial freedom in less than five years. That's eight sixty six nine seven one eighty nine seventy or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin dot Lifestyles Unlimited Austin.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking.
3: talk 1370 the right choice welcome
0: back to the lifestyles unlimited real estate investor radio show it's time to turn up the volume and fine-tune your passive income plan so you can create the lifestyle you've always wanted
2: Welcome back to the show. My name is Al Gordon. And as always, I'm here working on your financial freedom. And I'll tell you, Dell Walmsley's working on your financial freedom because on today's show, we are talking about his top 10 recommendations for 2020. Now, I'll tell you, Dell is taking an approach that really addresses multifamily investors. Now, single family investors can also garner good information out of this. Okay, don't, don't get me wrong, but some of his suggestions are specifically for people that invest in multifamily and primarily for people that invest passively in multifamily. Now, you might be asking, why, why is it that Dell focuses so much on, you know, Passive investors. Well, it's because of this. Passive investors out there that are non-lifestyles investors, they tend to get taken for a ride. They get t- tend to get feed to death. They tend to don't get all of the components of the deal, and. You know they make their decisions based on the fact they're getting an annualized uh, cash return, maybe of eight percent, but they're missing out on any equity growth, or maybe they're investing for the equity growth, but they give up the cash returns. See, at Lifestyles Unlimited, we've got a white paper that basically says this is how we're going to do business, and it is a, it is literally a fairness doc document. It it says this is what the lead investors can do, and it says this is what the passive investors should do, and together, they come together as an investing pool and work together very well. As a matter of fact, I, I am a passive investor, and I, I get the advantage of making money six different ways in real estate uh, in my multifamily deals. I get my cash flow. Uh, I'm getting appreciation. Uh, we got equity capture when we bought the deal. Um, we're getting uh, principal pay down because every month there, there is a mortgage payment being made, and a portion of that's going to principal which is just increasing the equity in the property. I, I've got all the tax benefits. As a matter of fact, I'm waiting for all of my K ones to come in so that I, I can get that windfall hitting me, and I can start, you know, offsetting other, <clears throat> excuse me, offsetting other income streams with with those those tax benefits that I'm about ready to receive. And of course, I get forced appreciation. Enforced forced depreciation is a really cool thing. It's where the lead investor is able to manipulate the valuation of the property by increasing income or decreasing expenses, or both. It increases the net operating income, which is the, one of the key factors in determining determining valuation. Wow, that was a lot to get out. Let's get back into Dell's top 10 things, and I'll tell you what i'm just i 'm not going to go into extreme detail on these things. you know I, I say that now, but you and I know that I tend to do that but what what I want to get out is this: I want to let you know that the things that Dell talks about may not make sense to you and and the reason they may not make sense to you is because you haven't gone through a formalized education program. you haven't learned how to specifically invest in residential income real estate. You haven't learned all the lingo. You you haven't learned all the concepts. So so some of this stuff may sound foreign to you. Um, if, if it is, don't sweat it. Hang in there. Uh, and and while, you're, while you're in your level of frustration, what you should do is go to lifestylesunlimited.com and get yourself signed up for a w- free workshop. That way we can remedy all this stuff. We can make you a member and we can get you moving forward. So anyhow, here's Dell's second recommendation. He says, underwrite deals more conservatively on the trailing 12, not the Performa. Now, a lot of you are sitting there scratching your head saying, what the heck did he just say? Well, this is what I just said. When you're looking to analyze a potential deal, take a look at what the property did over the last 12 months because you're using that data over the last 12 months to establish valuation for the purchase. Okay, number one. Number two, your lead is going to make assumptions on the performance for what the property is going to do in the future. So, what you have to do is you have to, you know, be real conservative on what's going on with the trailing 12 and make sure that the lead investor is not getting a little bit too aggressive. Okay. Historical performance on a property does give you some insight as to what the future will hold. It's not a guarantee. It's not perfect. But if you've got a property that's doing a certain thing over a 12-month period, You could assume that it's going to do the same thing over the next 12-month period. So just be careful. Be careful you're not working with a lead investor that maybe is a little bit too aggressive. What does that mean? Well, let's say a property's been producing, oh, I don't know. uh, Well, actually, I'd get too deep into the details here. But my point is this. Do your homework. Make sure you understand what's going on with that property at the time of acquisition. Make sure you understand what the, the lead investor intends to do with that property, okay? And, and, and make sure you analyze both sides of the equation. Don't just look at the performance and go, oh, gee, look, he's promising 8% return with a cash-out refinance at the three-year mark of about 70%. Let's do that well let's look at what the property's done up to now let's figure out what we're going to do to increase operations and therefore increase revenues therefore increase NOI so that we can get the, the valuation up. Does it all make sense that''s that's, that's really what dell's getting out there I, I told you I was going to go into detail i 'm sorry i'm okay i'll try i'll try not to do that for some of these others otherwise i'm not i'm going to run out of time on the show and we're not going to get all these in so the third one is this. Gross up the cost of property taxes to 100% of sales price. See, a lot, a lot of leads will take a look at what sales taxes are doing based on what the, the current owner is receiving. Now, the current owner may have protested taxes. The current owner may have done certain things. But keep in mind, when you transfer ownership to that property, that taxing entity is going to try and jack your taxes up. It's just the way it is, okay? So you gotta be prepared to protest those taxes. But the key thing there is this. When you're doing your analysis, when you're doing your quote unquote pro forma of what the property should do, make sure the lead is using a, a tax valuation of about hundred percent of what the taxes should be. Okay? Now, the lead's gonna get in there, is gonna protest the taxes, he's gonna say, Look, this place is a dump when I bought it. Why are you charging me the, these taxes and trying to get those taxes down to reality? But what if he can't, what if she can't? What if it doesn't work? Make sure you're doing the evaluation. Because I'll tell you, taxes, taxes are, are a huge expense. It's one of the top three in expenses when it comes to income-producing properties. You know, you gotta pay the man, and the man wants to get paid, otherwise, the man will take your property from you. So we need to make sure that doesn't happen. Tip number four, recommendation number four. Pay attention to the returns on a deal after an interest-only period you're probably thinking to yourself, what does that mean? Well, it means this. If you're doing a multifamily deal, sometimes the lead investor can get interest only on the deal, all right, on their mortgage. In other words, they, they go in, they do the analysis, they go get the, the, the mortgage, and the, the mortgage lender is willing to say, hey, look, I'll tell you what, for the two, first two, maybe three, maybe five years, it depends. It depends on the length. What they'll do is they'll allow you to pay interest only, and therefore, you don't have to pay the principal, portion of the the account. Why is that good? Well, because it helps to get your returns up in, in the early years while you're trying to get the property up and running and stabilized. But what you've got to be careful of, what happens when the interest only runs out? You've got to stay real focused on what the game plan is for that. Hey, we're running out of time. We'll be back right after this.
0: We're back with the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. We're here to answer your questions and help you become financially free.
2: And as always, we're working on your financial freedom. So, we're talking about Dell Walmsley's top recommendations for 2020. You know, where did I get these from? Well, I went to the Wealth and Passive Income Expo that we just did in Houston, and uh, I sat through Dell's presentation, and I took my notes, and, and I'm sharing my notes with you. So, let me go back to the the topic that i was I was talking about in the last segment, uh, which was item number four: Pay attention to the returns on a deal after an interest only period. What I want to make sure you understand is this: you know you could be receiving returns of say six percent uh, per per annum during maybe a three year interest only period, and then In year four, when the interest only goes away and you're actually starting to pay principal, that's going to be a heavier burden on on the organizational balance sheet, so to speak. And What that's going to do, it's going to cause your returns potentially to go down unless the lead has done things to improve the positioning of, of the property. Okay, to get rents up and things like that. So make sure you understand the leads plan going through an interest-only period and into a principal and interest period. Also make sure that you know they're they're being you know conservative on what they think is going to happen with those interest rate or I should say with those ret- returns rates that they're going to pay you. Uh, make sure you know what you're getting into. And here's item number five. Dell says watch out for very thin returns on interest-only deals. What he's getting at is this. If, if you're only getting 2 3 4% interest on an interest-only deal, you need to make sure you fully understand why that's happening. Are you into a deep value play, in which case you don't anticipate seeing any returns at all for the first year, maybe two years, possibly three years? Yeah, I'm into a deal where we're looking at not receiving any returns for three years. The property was in that bad a shape. But I'll tell you what, it's shaping up to be a very good investment. We just had to be patient but my point is this make sure you understand the deal make sure you understand what the lead intends to do to mitigate that little that that small return on an interest only deal okay if you're getting small returns on an interest only yield play Oh, I don't know. There, there must be something terribly wrong with the operations of that property because you're not going to do much to the physical property. So again, the devil is in the details. Make sure you get into nit- the nitty gritty of what the the offering documents are all about. Now, the next two are they're they're kind of synonymous, but they're 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 independent of each other. But they they Enhance each other. That's the word I'm looking for. So, item number six is this: Watch out for syndicators that don't follow the Lifestyles Unlimited International white paper. See, our white paper is our contract. It is our operating agreement. is It is how we we agree to to work with each other. It is how lead investors agree to work with passive investors. It is how passive investors agree to work with lead investors. And there are some business rules in there. Nine things that you implicitly cannot do. And then there. There's other items that are recommendations what you know that you potentially should not do. Um, and and these things are all designed to make the deal extremely fair. Item number six. Watch out for syndicators that have left Lifestyles Unlimited and International to be on their own. You know, part of the reason people leave Lifestyles Unlimited is they've kind of outgrown their britches, so to speak, uh, meaning that they're they're learning that there's more money to be made outside of Lifestyles. What, what do you mean, Al? More money to be made out of Lifestyles? Well, let me tell you. Deals that are syndicated, outside of, and I'm talking to you passive investors, okay? For you lead investors, don't go chasing all these fees that I'm about ready to talk to you about because the, the deal pr- becomes very prob- problematic for you when you leave Lifestyles Unlimited. Your ability to connect with passive investors is, is pretty much destroyed okay so you 've got to go out and you 've got to market yourself for passive investors and i 'll tell you what there 's a lot of people out there marketing themselves. The beautiful thing about what we do at lifestyle is unlimited we're a we 're a closed group we have lead investors we have passive investors they do everything they 're supposed to do in accordance with SEC guidelines and regulations to make contact with each other to to provide information on deals that are, that are available to subscribe to deals that make sense to, to the passive investor. It's, it's a neat experience. And we don't charge a bunch of these, these transaction fees. I mean, check this out. I'm, I'm on, I'm not going to tell you whose side I'm on because it's, it's not fair to them. But what they're saying is this they're they're talking to people that they're trying to to basically convert into being lead investors within this organization okay and they they say this very very clearly they say fees should be outlined clearly in a private placement mem- memorandum or in their marketing materials Besides just reading the materials, investors should ask about every possible fee because sometimes they can be buried. Okay, they're actually giving some good, good uh, advice there. They say there are two type main types of fees in real estate investment management: transaction fees and performance-based fees. Now check this out. Here's here's all the fees that they hit you with. Okay, under the real estate transaction fees, there's an acquisition fee. We, we don't charge an acquisition fee to our passive investors. There's, there's a committed capital fee. We, we don't charge that either. There's an investment management fee. We don't charge that. There's a setup and organizational fee. We don't charge that. There's an administrative fee. We don't charge that. There's a debt placement fee. We don't charge that. There's a refinancing fee. We don't charge that. There's a wholesale marketing fee? We don't charge that. There's an advisor syndication fee. We don't charge that. There's a joint venture fee don't charge that either. Selling fees, we don't charge that either. So for all of those so-called real estate transaction fees that somebody outside of Lifestyles Unlimited Charges we don't charge any of those at lifestyles unlimited. Our leads do not charge those fees to the past investors. And and what does that mean? It means the returns for the past investors are that much better because you're not having all of these these ridiculous fees, these real estate transaction fees eating in the profitability uh, and the returns of, of this particular deal. Now, they also go on to say there are some private placement real estate, uh, where they say private real estate performance based fees. Okay. And they, they they go into a bunch of these things that talk about waterfall fees and uh, there, there are common waterfall structures in both real estate and individual deals and blah, blah, blah. In a European waterfall, 100% of this investment cash flow. Yeah. Okay. So the bottom line is with waterfall, basically they say you get this and then when you get this i get all of that okay and then when i get all of that you can go back to getting some of this all right it is very one sided it is designed specifically so that people that are syndicating deals don't have to worry about the performance of the deal. See, they're getting all their money up front. They're charging all these ridiculous fees. And those fees are eroding into the profitability and the operationability ability of your particular investment. I tell you, it's nasty. It's nasty. So when I tell you to go to lifestylesunlimited.com and I tell you to go click on the free workshops button, what I'm telling you to do is this. I'm telling you to go get yourself an education so that all of this stuff that I'm reading to you over here doesn't affect you. Because I know that there are those of you out there that are investing passively in non lifestyles deals. You think you got a good thing going, but I'm here to tell you, you're getting ripped off. Okay? I'm just telling you, you're getting ripped off. I know former Lifestyles Unlimited leads. Okay? These are people that left the organization and they did so specifically because they got greedy because they realized that there was a whole lot more money they could individually make on the backs of their passive investors, and they had no shame in that, no shame at it at all. As a matter of fact, they are willing to do that, absolutely willing to do that. And that's part of the reason they're not a part of Lifestyles Unlimited anymore is because we believe in fairness. We believe in equality of investment. We believe that the the passive investor has a very important role in the lead investor's deal and shouldn't be abused when they inject money into that deal. We also believe the lead investor should make money, but shouldn't make money at the expense of the passives. That's just kind of the way it works. Hey, we're coming up to break, and when we come back, I'll give you the last two of Del Wamsley's top ten recommendations for 2020 on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show.
1: Baseball is back.
3: Talk 13-7, the right choice.
0: Welcome back to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Now, let's get back to your map to financial freedom.
2: Welcome back to the show. My name is Al Gordon. And as always, you got it. We're working on your financial freedom. And we're doing so today by talking about Del Wamsley's top 10 recommendations for 2020. You know, at the end of the segment, I said that there were two left, and and I lied. There's really three. So let's get into those now. I think we'll be able to get them all in before the end of the show, so you won't have to give me a call or send me an email and say, hey, what was number nine? What was number 10? So number eight was this. Don't go into yield play deals where there are no timely distributions. You see, a yield play is just that. It is it is a deal that you get into that should be paying right away okay you should be able to put your money in on in January and probably see your first quarterly distribution in April um, that's the way yield plays are designed to work they're they're designed to start paying right away the other end of the the spectrum is is the value deal those are those are mainly what I invest in because I'm looking to grow my capital not necessarily get the cash flow the cash flow comes along but the capital growth is what I'm looking for what what do I mean by capital growth well let me give you an Example of uh, a couple of the deals that I'm in. Okay. One deal is a deal up in Dallas, and it is about 212 units. We got into it uh, about two years ago. It was a value play. It, uh, it had a lot of work that needed to be done to it, a lot of work, and, and as they were getting work done on it, they found even more that needed to be done. So um, at the end of the day, it wasn't paying really any distributions. I think we got one or two distributions somewhere along the, the two-year period. Well. Lo and behold, just got an email before the expo from the lead investor saying, okay, everything's looking good. We're stabilized at 96% uh, occupancy, so that's great on a uh, 212-unit apartment complex. Um, And they're looking for a refinance. Uh, And based on the numbers that they're looking at right now and based on what interest rates are doing, and they might be going down a little bit uh, based on what the Fed did the other day, we're looking at about a sixty percent return of our capital. So, what does that mean? It means this: the the projections for this property are a six percent return on our money. Okay, um, once we do that refinance. So, what it means is I'm only going to have I've got fifty thousand dollars invested in the deal. $50,000 of our money is in the deal. A 60% cash out refinance returns 30000 of those dollars to me that I can go redeploy somewhere else. So what does that mean? Now I'm only invested $20,000 into this deal. Now my return, might go, my cash on cash might go down a little bit, it might be, I don't know, 5%. It is what it is. But the reality of it is this, I've pulled a big portion of my money out, so I have less dollars invested to give me that return. And here's the other thing. We'll run this property for a while. The the lead investor is doing great things to increase the, the income on the property. Therefore, the valuations are going up. Therefore, cash flow is going up. So I'm not too worried about that property. Um, there is an opportunity maybe for them to take out a supplemental loan somewhere down the line. And if they do that, uh, I could get the, the other $20,000 of my money back out or even more. So that is a good investment. And, and it's, it's, it's the type of investment that I enjoy. A little different those yield plays. Nothing wrong with those yield plays, okay? If you're looking for cash flow literally on day 1, you should be in yield plays. But like Dell says, don't go into yield play deals where there are no timely distributions. Okay. Number 9, you ready for it? Use diversification if you're a passive investor. What the heck does that mean? Because we go through the lifestyles unlimited training and, and we, we learn that diversification is really diversification and that we should be putting all of our eggs in one basket and making sure that nobody kicks it over. Well, what Dell is saying is this keep all your eggs in the same basket. Okay? Just choose choose the eggs. Choose the eggs that you put into that basket. You know, maybe you want to do some investing in in Houston. Maybe you want to do some investing in San Antonio. Maybe up in Dallas. Maybe over in Phoenix. Maybe in Atlanta. How about somewhere in Florida? I don't know. There's a lot of great deals everywhere. I am geographically dispersed, meaning I don't have all of my multifamily investments in the same municipality. Okay, and the reason I do that is this. Let's say a hurricane hits... Houston. Not that that's ever happened. I, I know that wasn't very nice of me, but it does happen. Okay, it could cause a property to go down in in Houston. So therefore, any of my properties that would be affected by that in Houston uh, might. Return, you know, I might have a, a break in my returns. I, there might be some issues that, that might need to be resolved until we can get the property back up and running. Well, that hurricane doesn't hit the properties that I have in Dallas, it doesn't hit the properties that I have in San Antonio, it doesn't hit the properties that I have out of state. Okay? So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I'm basically making sure that I am, I am hedged. I have investments in other locations so that if one location goes down to, due to a major crisis, the other locations are still viable. So I might take a minor hit in my cash flow, but it's going to be a minor hit. Okay? And I'll be able to absorb it because my other investments are doing fine. Does that make sense? Okay. I know that makes sense to you. So... Here is Dell's number 10 recommendation. He says, get out and vote to keep this country great. You know, it's it's funny. Dell Walmsley, I think he said he is 61, maybe 62. Dell, I hope you're not listening to the show. Don't call me up and tell me what your real age is. I'm just estimating. But here was the neat thing that Dell said at the expo. He said, for years, for years, he hated all the, the political parties. He couldn't stand the Republicans. He couldn't stand the Democrats. He wasn't interested in being an independent, okay? Libertarians, he couldn't even spell it. So at the end of the and Green Party, don't get me started with those guys. But at the end of the day, he was not interested in politics. He firmly believed that it didn't matter who you put into office. Didn't matter. They were all going to do whatever they were going to do. We were going to get stuck with the results. Okay? And then along came the current president. All right? And I'll tell you, Dell's not a fan of any politician. Don't get me wrong. Okay? But what he is a fan of is this. He is a fan of the economic policies that this president has put into place. Love him or hate him, doesn't matter. He's done some great things for the economy, okay? And I'll tell you what, he has the potential to do additional great things for this economy. If if we change leadership, if we change leadership in the White House, those great economic benefits may erode or go away. I'm just telling you, that's how I see it. That's how Dell sees it. And Dell did the first thing that he has ever done in his lifetime. He actually went out and voted. He finally was convinced that his vote mattered. So he went out and he cast that vote. And and we're going to encourage you to do the same thing. I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a Libertarian. I don't care if you're in the Green Party. I don't care if you're in one of those parties I didn't mention because they're so obscure. Okay? I don't care if you're an independent. By the way, I'm an independent. I don't buy any of the BS that any of those political parties are selling. I do my own independent research. I determine who is doing what, who who is forecasting what. And then if they're elected and put into office, I take a look at their record and see if they've done done what I I expected them to do while they were there. If they don't, bye, see ya, gone, I vote for the other guy, okay? I vote for the next guy on the list. And you should do the same thing. You should actually take the time to invest in who you're voting for. Make sure you know, just, just because they have an R next to their name doesn't mean they have the same core values that you do. Or just because they have a D next to their name doesn't mean they have the same core values that you do. So, understand what you're voting for, and I'll tell you, if you are an investor, if you are an aspiring investor, you need to vote vote for the party or the individuals that you believe will continue to give us a great economy because we're doing great things in this economy. I'll tell you, we're on the longest growth path that we've been on for years. I I was listening to an old show that Dell did from 2015, and I'll tell you what, he was saying that back then, he was saying back then, the economy is just continuing to grow. Well here we are, five years later, and we're still kicking butt. It ain't, it ain't stopping, folks. I know. You can look at the stock market, and the stock market is doing some, some pretty terrible things right now. And if you're in the stock market, I feel bad for you. I really do, okay? Because you you, you watched four months where the gains get eroded in a week, and you're watching the market try and eke its way back. But I don't know if it's going to do it. I really just don't know if it's going to do it. It looks like it's in a painful place. now. Volume is, is pretty good. Um, it's trying to get back. You know, It's above the 200-day uh, average line, but it's not, it's not back to the 50-day average line. Those of you that invest in stocks, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I'm a recovering stock investor. I used to do that stuff. I used to read the paper every day for like an hour and a half. I used to study the stocks. I, I actually made some decent gains in the stocks when I invested. But you know what? It was like a job. It was a job. And now what I do is I invest my money in real estate. That's not like a job. I'm a passive investor. I'm a very passive investor. Now, I still review what my lead investors are doing. I still manage the books. I still call them on the carpet if they do something that's outside of what they they projected in their performa. But at the end of the day, what I'm doing for investing is not like a job. And I'll tell you what. What you need to do is you need to be investing in a asset class that will produce for you income five different ways and won't necessarily be a job. Hey, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Listen for uh, the replay on the LifestylesUnlimited.com radio list. And remember, everything that we do for money is not for money. It's for the lifestyle. You have a great day.
0: Thank you for listening to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate and best radio show. Ready for more of the map? Visit lifestylesunlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. Join us next time. And until then, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle.
4: I'm mm-hmm.